Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and we're going to take a quick break right at the beginning to bring to you the pre-recorded message about some upcoming events. Welcome back, everyone. You've already heard the usual greeting for the beginning of Tech Talk, but this is a pre-recorded segment just to talk a little bit about a few events that are coming up in the very near future. We wanted to give a shout out to Gaming vs. Cancer. Gaming vs. Cancer is a convention held at the University of Southampton Highfield Campus, and it's going to be on the weekend of March 21st and 22nd. This convention started in 2013 as Clicks for Cancer and has since then raised 28,000 pounds or 36,000 US dollars for Cancer Research UK. If you have the opportunity, definitely check out this event. We're going to do our best to have all of the appropriate links in the description of this video and podcast. One other event we wanted to give a shout out to is the 7th Annual Hunter Burton Memorial Open. This particular event is focused on raising suicide awareness. Whereas in the past it was primarily based in Magic the Gathering, now it's going to be expanding to include other games, the Transformers TCG among them. The Transformers portion is scheduled to take place on Saturday, March 28th, And this is another worthwhile cause that if you have the opportunity to, you should consider supporting. One additional event that we wanted to call out is, well, our own, and that is the Transformers CCG Grand Tournament. Now, we don't have a charity attached to this particular one this time around, although we have run them in the past. Instead, we wanted to call this out because, A, Top Deck has made a lot of efforts to support the community in the past. The prizes are fantastic, but additionally, we're tacking on a little bit extra. As we discussed on previous shows, there's going to be Origins passes added on for the the culmination event. And then there are chances to win raffles leading up to that event for the same thing, that is Origins passes. So if you have the opportunity, come on down. These are going to be monthly events. We're always looking for new people. And we're back, so we're going to dive right into the reveals, because if you listen to part one, you know, well, if you've been paying attention to any news this week, there have been a ton of reveals as we grow closer to the official release of Titan Masters Attack. So we talked about the bodies and the battle cards, but Scott, there were a number of bots that showed up with stratagems also that had some interesting things to present to the game, I have to admit. Yeah, most of which have been evergreen characters that we finally are seeing for the first. Yeah, well, this one—I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you'd quite qualify as evergreen, <laughs> but you could tell your story about Autobot Gears in just a second. So, um, <laughs> so Autobot Gears is a truck and a specialist for seven stars. He's four ten two in alt mode. When you flip to alt mode, you may move an upgrade from an enemy to another enemy. No, I don't think it's a may. I think you have to. Uh, yes, it, excuse me. It is a forced move. It's move and upgrade. Yeah. There's no may. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in bot mode, he's just a specialist, 3103. And when you flip to this mode, return an upgrade on an enemy to its owner's hand. So again, we'll, not, not a may, right? Uh, yeah, it's just return an upgrade. Did I say may? No, no, no. no okay. No, yeah, there's no yeah. may on either side. Uh, yeah. So we'll get to the stratagem in a moment but tell us all about gears scott <laughs> i hate gears i hate him as a character he's the worst yeah 
so annoying. He's 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 there with Huffer. I'm telling you. <laughs> I hate him. He's like he's just the worst. I hate him as a kid. I hate him now. <laughs> well, I, let's go this route then, Scott. Are you? You're obviously not going to look forward to seeing him, but are you expecting to see him? Yeah, he's insane. Unfortunately, yes, like, and that's, that's that was bad. my first reaction. I was like, "God, I don't want to see gears on the other side of the table every game. Maybe not every game, but enough games." Um, yeah, both. I mean, how do you how do you flip to alt mode and have three defense? I mean, like, come on, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> Chat is all about the puns today. We got multiple <laughs> people in there busting out puns. Um, but anyway, yeah, the um. <sighs> So we, it's not a disarm. It's only an upgrade, but it's still oh, darn. Oh uh, yeah, I know. It's still setting them back half a turn, and you can also disrupt people on a whiz. So he he kind of draws attention to himself because we've had a lot of games where, and we talked about this tangentially in the previous segment with uh, when we were talking about secret actions, where it's up to this point, it's. You need to see certain, or you want to see, maybe not need, you want to see certain secret actions or certain armors or certain upgrades, whatever, by a certain time in the game. Typically, you know, you're exposing your big character. I want to make sure that I have my sparring gear on my major character going into the wheel because the aggro deck is going to, you know, tee off on him. And gear says, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I'm going to shift it around to whatever the least attractive target is and get in on him anyway. Bro, you can't move it back. Like that's not, you're not allowed to just do that in the game. Like you're like that's not, you can't just move upgrades around. So like yeah, even the moving part sets them back because it's probably going on the target. They they don't like yeah a tap target a tap target getting a weapon. If mm-hmm. for some well, I guess if for some reason an untapped target still had a weapon on them, which would be like a control deck after the wheel. I guess like just keeping the weapon on them. Uh are you allowed to make illegal attachments? How does that work? I don't think so, because this would probably be similar. I mean, swap parts is banned, but, you know, you couldn't swap parts, things that couldn't be moved. But you can't put an Ion Blaster on a non-Optimus, right? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, I mean, you don't want to move Hovercraft, obviously. But that actually, it's funny you bring that up. Um, Well, you you could move a Hovercraft to a non-ranged guy. Um, But to your your point about the Optimus, I can't think of too many other stamped things that like character stamp that would you know oh i'm gonna play this one now because they can't optimus you know like it can't move off of optimus um similarly it or not similarly i guess that's not the right word but it it reminded me of when we were talking about master sword and ghost armor in the previous one those say play to replace but this is a move so they could still mess with you on that front because it doesn't have to it doesn't require a destination thing to replace right and you could move it onto a guy that like you said you can move the the four attack weapon to a tapped guy or the the armor onto somebody you're not going to attack or the weapon onto a guy that you're just going to KO anyway because yep like protected and you don't care anymore you know like mm-hmm. yeah this guy's annoying and that he's so good see um. he fits his <laughs> character he's annoying and therefore it, yeah he's um 
Oh man, I I mean, he's just at seven stars and his low attack values. Obviously, there's there's the you know you move you're an aggro deck, you're playing against control, you move their armor out of the way and just knock it out of the way, and then you get in. But you are paying seven stars for a pretty suboptimal aggro character just from a statistic standpoint, like attack value. Um, so there's that saving grace. Do you see any value for gears in as the small control deck character? Yes, because you have built in, you still have built in, like, essentially, like, for process, like, ramming speed, like, setting mm-hmm. them back is going to be just as devastating as getting rid of it a lot of times, like, Oh, yeah. Like you said, it's it's not a disarm. It's not like that powerful, but it's still pretty powerful to be in to be an onboard effect and mo- and like that you can do multiple times. So I, like I mean, like, a- yeah, but <laughs> I don't. I, I guess in a control on control matchup, yeah, you could hypothetically flip this guy multiple times just because he is he's sturdy. His three defense in in the mode that like you know you get to first, like yeah. I mean, the only thing is, is he's flip intensive to do all that, but like, I mean, you, it's such a safety valve for problem um, upgrades on the character where where you don't want them to be. I mean, literally, him staying in play means their best character just can't be upgraded. Like, like, I mean, because you're like, oh, yep, move that, yep, send that back to your hand, like, move that, like, it, it's just like if you're just doing that every turn. Granted, like, you're not flipping your own character, so that may be an issue, but like. Well, if that's not an if I that's mean, not an issue, then you're like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, depending on who your primary character is, it could very much be, well, I'll flip them once, and now they're in the mode they're staying in for the remainder of the game, so who cares? Um, and then you just feed the remainder of your flips into gears to get essentially free cards out of it by playing this stuff or utilizing these effects to pseudo-play a card. Um it seems like he's just going to have a lot of use. It, it's not even a matter of, say you are against, you're running gears and you're against a three-wide deck. You eliminate one of their characters. They can't even try to, oh, well, I'll play whatever on the other guy because then you have to move it over because he's the only legal target. It's like, all right, well, I'll just not flip then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the control is in the gears player's hands. Yeah, I mean, you're right, his attack stats aren't great, but, like, you just play him with Pierce, and then he's fine. Like, you know, like, I don't know, he seems really great to me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So we'll move on to his <laughs> uh, stratagem, which is, uh, there are a couple interesting notes about it. Uh, it's called Sabotage, one star, as we've seen in the past. Uh, while you have Autobot gears, transport and reconnaissance on the battlefield. God, that's going to be annoying to write out on deck list. Uh, <laughs> enemies. Everything beat, about gears. Is annoying. Everything about gears. <laughs> the only way he's going to get beat if there's a Huffer card. And I guarantee that will be. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so while you have gears on the battlefield, enemies being upgraded can't cause abilities of your opponent's cards to trigger. Do you want this guy yep. for eight stars? I mean, I like my armor sticking around and not getting bashing shields, and I like my weapons sticking around and not getting batons. Seem- I like my hovercraft not affecting me, so yes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It seems good. I mean, again, it's 
it's not an insignificant star investment to go this route, uh, but it is certainly a powerful effect to blanket. And up to this point, so it's funny, we had said when we talked about counter uh, counter espionage, I already forgot, we just talked about Counterintelligence, I think it's called. Whatever, the, the thing that screws with secret actions. Like we were talking about that up to this point, we didn't have a way to actually address them. They were effectively an uncounterable, unaddressable card type. Stratagems are now the new version of that. You can't interact with stratagems like they're there and they do their thing and it sounded like in various interviews that drew it indicated that we're not going to see something in this set to negatively impact stratagems maybe down the line but certainly not right now so that sabotage is going to be there and messing up your plans for sure yeah i mean this is insane yeah it's I'm kind of blown away and it, it, I think I said something in this effect when we were talking about, um, one of the siege two reveals that this is one of those cards that does so many things so well and is so potentially impactful that it makes me second guess whether this card is actually that good. Like it's, it, it's almost coming around in a circle where it's like, Okay, well, is this thing actually super overcosted, and we're we're uh, you know overselling it? But if it feels like this is crazy, if he wasn't an eleven three, it'd be a different story. But the fact that you're having this on a body that's very difficult to get rid of, mm-hmm. and shutting down your opponent's bashing shields, batons, uh, hovercrafts, uh, all these things I've already mentioned, like you know abilities that they key off of things like. Oh, by the way, it also shuts down all the multi-tool crap. Yeah. Um. So it's anti-combo in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Even if, like, uh, extra padding, because right. the card text oh, yeah. is on extra padding. So that's true, like, that's true. it's really, like, you could still next turn play another one, but it doesn't let you do it, dump them all in one turn, which is kind of funny. Um. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what the, like, I mean, a large swath of the meta we're already talking about right there. Yeah, like that um, has a huge impact. Um, you know, but it's yeah. I I think I think the way you're going to see this, honestly, I, I think you're going to see it. In the, um, you're, you're going to see it in where you cut out a little bit there, Scott. In the sideboard to start, but like maybe mm. not like. I mean, it's definitely powerful enough to run it main deck, but it's meta-dependent. But, yeah. like, if you have the ability to run this out of the side, like, by denying yourself a star in some way, shape, or form, it's going to be even better. Yeah. It definitely will make things very interesting, because that, that one-star swap can sometimes be very difficult, you know, changing characters to make room for that, but it's certainly possible. Um one other notable thing that I saw somebody point out either on Twitter or, or somewhere is, so his stratagem is a Decepticon card. Yeah, we know there was a stupid G1 episode that for some reason focused on v- on Gears and... Well, because every G1 episode is a toy commercial, Scott. <laughs> like, yes. It wasn't exactly I mean, for, for narrative, let's put it that way. Selling the $3 Veer Gears is not the way to go. Well, but here's here's my question, and I don't know if this has been pointed out i does this count as having a decepticon if you run the stratagem on your starting team quote unquote 
I don't think so, but like we had this conversation, I think heads do. So I, yeah. I don't think it does. I'm um yeah, I I'm very curious if future cards so like if we get in because I think a like confidence and swindled and stuff like that, say if you had characters. X or Y, yeah. I I think it references characters, but I wonder if future like if confidence was printed in this set or or wave six. Is it going to be reworded so that you have no Decepticon cards on your starting team? You know what I mean. So that like I running mean, yeah, this, you would... can just make you you can just make that card obviously, and then yeah. say that right. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting. It is it is kind of a deep cut for that G one episode. Um, it's pretty cool. I do do like that. Uh, any other thoughts for Gears or his his stratagem, Scott? No, they're both going to see play. And I can't stand you. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to move on from there to uh, Roadbuster, who I'll, I'll uh, see if I can sneak in more IDW stuff while we're talking about him. Ground Assault Commander. He is a leader and a wrecker in alt mode. He's a 5-14-3 for 11 stars. And when you upgrade his alt mode with an armor, repair one damage from him. So your triple extra padding is an opportune repair. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and then in bot mode he's a leader and a wrecker six fourteen two. and when you upgrade this with a weapon do one damage to an enemy so i think we can all relish the fact that he is not a specialist so there isn't anything super weird that can be done yet um he isn't anything he has no yeah he has combat no combat tribe. tribe other well i guess to some record. extent record counts as a combat tribe because of cop i guess for now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure we're going to get... We've seen enough Wreckers. They're emphasizing Wreckers. I'm sure there's going to be a Tribal Wrecker card. It's just a matter of time. Uh, if it isn't this set, I'm sure we'll get a Legacy one in a future set. But uh, f as one of the super rares, are you excited to pay 11 stars to run this guy, Scott? Um, Probably not. But... I don't know, like, because he's not any combat tribe, I can't combo, like, cards with this. And that's part of the problem. Turn hovercrafts into uh, plasma bursts? Right. But I can turn batons into zaps, and I can turn whatever weapon I'm going to play on him into, like, a zap, which is mm -hmm. not irrelevant. Um, it's just that I can't turn javelins and hovercrafts into anything which means like at that star cost then i'm probably looking at like an aggro deck and then it's like we just talked about in the last episode like better ways of moving of getting that same incremental damage without having to like invest so many stars in the right i mean so, i i really want to like him because just by, again, like we were talking about with other cards in these most recent episodes, you're already doing these things, already advancing your game plan in that fashion, and now you're you're adding extra card text to things you're going to do anyway. But the difference here is it specifically references doing it to him. Right. So it's not just throw erratic lightning on random airstrike patrol member that you paired him with. It has to be on him. And that's where it becomes much more limiting unless there's going to be an effective way to swap 
stuff between him and other characters. I mean, it's cool that like he works with battle masters, like weapon battle masters. Mm-hmm. So like again, like his stats are not terrible. Like they're they're fine. He's six what? What's his? Oh, uh, it's six fourteen two in bot, and then five fourteen three in alt. So like like you said, he's pretty sturdy. Yeah, I mean his stats are fine. I mean, and I think like you know if you were to quit with the battle master and then basically get to like damage something, I think that's fine. I just I don't think this ability is going to go off enough times during the game to justify where his star cost is compared to like just characters that can probably deal like relatively similar damage without again without any way to combo this. Yeah, that's it's my, that's my issue with it. So the first place my brain went was comparing him. Oh, well, what if I swapped out General Optimus in Airstrike for this guy? And it's, I feel like you're getting more of an advantage out of the bold one across the board, even with the zaps. Um, if you put it somewhere else, it's he's high enough star cost in a control deck that he should be your centerpiece, I think. But you're not. He doesn't have enough oomph, I guess, to justify it unless there's an easy way to, again, recur weapons. I don't think you're going to be attack droning this guy. I mean, that is an option, I guess, unless they play Sabotage, but I don't know. No, I mean, it's still an an option regardless. I mean, like, Mm. I don't don't care if the weapons go away. I really don't. It's like, if that's what you have to do, like, you have to attack drone this guy and things like that. And I think that, like... That's not, it's not terrible, it's just that again, like, I just think there's, there's more efficient ways of spending your stars than doing that. Mm-hmm. And, like, the problem, the problem is, like, let's say you collect all your extra padding, right? Like, you have to either have not flipped to the mode that you probably want to be in most of the time anyway to be gaining some kind like, the only way to actually gain significant incremental advantage as the game goes on is to be in the box. So, like, Somehow you're going to have to have taken damage. Like, I, yeah, I guess you can one shell stand yourself if they don't attack you. And then you play your extra padding and heal. It's, it's, I just think there's a lot of hoop. There's a lot of like subtle hoops you have to jump through to make this guy. Weak. Yeah. And I think you can just like gain better efficiency just with more burst through, said like general office or like pay one more for Springer or mm. use Perceptor, like use. Right, cup, you know, like it just seems like it's just too difficult. I think to make this guy work as it stands right now with seeing it. Well, that being said, you could do. Speaking of cup, uh, like you said, one shell stand to both damage him so that you ha- get some value out of playing an armor while utilizing cup to buff this guy because he's a wrecker, and then while his stats are definitely acceptable now, that attack buff is going to push him into you know the next tier, I guess, at least for that turn. I think there's something here, but yeah, you're right. There there might just be one too many hurdles to make him happen. The problem is that all these scenarios that we can cock using whatever record ability we're going to place on this, mm. it's just, you're just adding one to whatever those things ultimately. You're, you know, you're just like, okay, he does one more damage, or he repairs one more damage. Like, whatever the abilities are going to be, you're just adding one. 
So, like, that's why I don't... I mean, you get to spread it, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's that big of a deal comparatively. One shot standing a guy with any record is still going to add three attack to them, and then this guy gets... You now get to spread a three and a one instead of just a three, which is not insignificant, but it's not mm. the biggest deal. So... It compared, you know, yeah, the the efficiency of it when you're investing this many stars it changes the way you have to look at the situation. Yeah, like ultimately, like you're like, okay, I could do the same thing with Perceptor. I could do the same thing with Cup himself. I could do the same thing with Twin Twist and probably Topspin him. Right. I just don't see it as that. I don't see it as that big of a deal. I mean, what to see? Right. Like I just, I just think there's to be hooks to jump through right now. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So let's talk about Weapons Cash, his stratagem. Uh, your deck can have up to one extra star of weapons and up to one extra star of armor. So your overall plus one star, because you have to sink one into Weapons Cash itself. Um, obviously, playing mounted missiles probably is logical. <laughs> uh but we're very limited on star armor at this stage. You have energized field, and you have ultra minus armor. Right, so it does... And you have blast field. Well, I mean, you have <laughs> some of these things, but do you really have... Um, yeah, we're, your options really on both are... I mean, there are a lot of cards you could... Pl- a lot of weapons that you could play, star weapons, but... Are there really a lot of star weapons? <laughs> like things that you're actually going to sleeve up? I don't no. know. Are you are you, I don't know. Personally, I I can appreciate getting the extra stars having played a lot of blaster. But and they, at the end of the day, blaster only gave you one extra star per cassette. Uh and in the typical blaster builds that's two stars because you're using a seven star character. I don't know if I care about this as much simply because that's, Oh, these two characters that I'm all but guaranteed to get on the board. I may never actually see these star cards just because they'll flip the pro- in combat or something. Yeah. The problem is, is that you can't get, you can't get two things going in the same direction. Mm hmm. So, like, you can't, like, there's, I mean, of course, like, I say this, and then they'll show tomorrow some double... I was just thinking armor. that. I'm like, they're, they're going <laughs> to dump an armor and a weapon. It's going to be insane. But that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> but for now, like, I can't get a double blue weapon, and I can't get a double orange armor. So, mm. like, for now, everything is going in opposite directions. But th- if that changes, it's different story. Right. So, like, that's really where, that's where a lot of it comes is for now I'm basically getting a double blue and a double orange in my deck which I mean it's never a bad thing like quote free mm-hmm. but like you know it doesn't do a whole hell of that. so like that's the situation I'm in right now is that I, if I can get two things going in the same direction it's a different story yeah we've um, seen the power but, of extra double pips from airstrike patrol and other decks where you're absolutely right if we get a double orange armor or I guess a double blue weapon and you actually are willing to play those cards as opposed to just, okay, they're an extra blank text double. Uh, maybe there's something there. 
Yeah. Uh, that's about all I got for Road Buster. Anything else you want to add to him? No, it's about it. All right, so we'll move on from Road Buster. So uh, we are missing somebody in here because I guess he didn't get added. So I'm going to, because this was a late edition. because it only happened a few hours ago and that is Whirl who came to us from comicbook.com I'm specifically calling that one out because I don't remember if I got this onto the card picture itself so we'll talk about Whirl and then I'll pull up his stratagem momentarily so Whirl is yet another wrecker uh, he's a helicopter and he's ranged. He's 7.15.0 in alt mode for 12 stars. And when this attacks and you flip at least a blue pip, do one damage to each non-defending enemy. And then over in bot mode, he's wrecker in range 6.15.1. And this can't take more than five attack damage from a single ranged character's attack. Uh, I'm going to kick it to you, Scott, because the... <laughs> yeah. There, there are some things amiss about Whirl. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I don't like his art, but that's me. <laughs> I okay. love the character. I just don't like his art. I, I know it's going after this one toy that I actually own, and I don't like it. <laughs> uh, the helicopter or the bot mode? The bot mode. Does he always? Does he always look like a cyclops? Does he? Is he not? Oh always yeah, a he does. There's, there's actually a. So it was funny. I, I was joking about the comics, and and I didn't reference Tarantulas talking about Roadbuster. Uh, but there's actually a lore reason why Whirl and Shockwave and a number of other characters are have the single optic, and they also are missing hands. Okay. Uh, it basically boils down to that was a punishment in early Cybertronian society, okay. based on their uh, tyrannical government. <laughs> But okay. that's a, a long digression, as they usually are. And we got a lot of cards to go through. So uh, let me hand it to you to talk about the card itself. So again, we'll probably go over this on the show where we said eventually, but like this fits with a the theme that wreckers seem to want to be blue pips, even if they're in an orange deck. So like the fact that this guy has zero defense in alt mode and one bot mode, Needs me to believe that you're going to want to run this guy in an aggro deck because there's just no way to protect him. Um, so that being said, it's kind of like the the Siege 2 kickback where you want blue cards in what is seemingly an otherwise orange deck. Um, so obviously there are dual pips that exist. No problem. And, you know, there are off-color pips that exist because he is ranged, so perhaps, and, you know, if you're going to run him as a record and you're going to play him cup, Cup wants the same blue cards as well to use his his body ability. So like, I don't think it's going to be that hard to pop the ability, especially if you're an aggro deck and are playing like you know supercharge and things like that anyway. So, I mean, you're I know it doesn't hit the defender, but you're strafing around your opponent's side of the board. Um, uh, he's what he's seven attacking the helicopter mode or seven attacking the bot? Uh, seven in alt and six in the bot mode. So the mode you want to be in, he's seven. So that's yes. Um. So I mean, you're putting a big hurting on a guy, and he he's twelve to start with, right? Yes. Twelve stars. I mean, I. I mean, that's 
equal to the largest seven star, uh, 12 star guys that we have. So, I mean, like, you can't really complain about his. How many hit points does he have? 15. I, I mean, the, for me, the, the complaint that I have about him is. So I get the scenarios. This is going to sound like a, a stupid statement, but I get the scenarios where you wouldn't want Nemesis in place of him. But are there that many scenarios where you wouldn't just want Nemesis as big guy that punches good, and then you get your range trade if you want that off your other characters or something? Um, obviously, the wrecker piece is there as you were describing. The token blues, if we get enough that justify it, so that you will relatively consistently via bold or whatever get your strafing run uh but in order and it does make sense that the offensive ability is in alt mode and then you can flip to bot mode to try and stay alive assuming they have a ranged guy on that side i don't know it it just feels like it's going to be very difficult for this guy to do anything more than once um it's 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 a five damage force field, right? It's like can't take more than five from a ranged attack, yeah. So it's like the Vanguard ability. Um, mm. I mean, basically, you have to hope that he doesn't take enough damage because you're obviously attacking in the helicopter mode. So you 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 need to not take enough damage to where that ability would matter. You flip to that mode, assuming they only have ranged characters left to attack with, mm-hmm. and then he survives again. So basically he has to like not take more than X minus, however much his hit points are minus six when he's vulnerable in the helicopter, put him in the force fielded up bot mode. And then you flip him back to attack with him again, which I'm assuming he even makes it that long. Like, I mean, it's going to depend on who your partners are and what the attack sequence is, of course, but they could just attack him a third time. I guess. I mean, any any character with that amount of hit points and that amount of damage output that you have to attack three times in the aggro deck is totally fine with me. I mean, like, I don't see Springer surviving more than two, occasionally three attacks in mm. aggro decks anyway, so I really don't care. Point of a... Like, I'm not trying... Like, you're not playing this guy in a deck that's trying to keep him alive and proc the ability a million times, because, like, of he course. just doesn't have enough inborn defense for that to matter. Um, so he's just out of an aggro deck, and you just have to you just have to say, like, am I getting incremental value attacking for like, you know, a good amount with like a with like bold weapons and bold other things, and and strafing on my opponent's team and attacking with a seven attack guy. I don't think that's that bad. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can run. Uh... Naturally, he enables your marksmanships. He enables uh, armed hovercrafts. They're blue. You're running those bold cards that you had mentioned. I don't think it's unreasonable, but he again falls into the category of I'm investing a significant amount of stars for this guy. I'm not saying he needs to stick around for five attacks and then, you know, strafing run my opponent a million times, but there are competing options at that start cost and i don't, I don't I, good i think he i think he competes fairly with them i mean because he spreads the damage it could be um it's just yeah. the zero da- the zero defense 
concerns me. Again, it's a high enough health pool that maybe it doesn't matter. But the the shortcut I have mentally in my head is say General Optimus, not Galaxy Prime Wave One Optimus. He's fourteen three, so air quotes twenty health if you're in that mode when he's defending because he's going to so which which you barely are. I mean, it's like well, but okay. So if it's three and five, it's nineteen. Point being is that it because it's going to require two attacks, your opponent has to get 19 damage across two attacks, which, yes, that can be done. We're, I'm not debating that. This guy only requires 15, depending on what the blue makeup is. Um, but you can make the same argument for Optimus. It's just he's so glass cannon-y that it's concerning, and maybe that won't matter, I guess. Like I'm not saying it, it that it is the such an overwhelming factor, but it does seem to be a concern. I mean, I think I think I think the giving bold your team from Optimus, he essentially does that. And so, like again, if you're not running airstrike, that basically can flip a green and get a free defense out of the deal. That mm-hmm. might be the tough to do that. Like, I mean, and that's where. It's really powerful, but like if you were running Optimus by the armor deck, like there aren't very many blues at all, and you're just like, I'm not going to flip any anyway. So giving tough one to my help, I mm-hmm. I feel like this compares favorably on the armor side to that, and yeah, I, I don't think you can ignore that. So yeah, no, I definitely can see that. Um, I don't know. I I do I'm pulled in two different directions with him and it's something I'm definitely going to have to try to see if I can get a feel for okay he's how do you dance around the fact that he's almost made of glass or seems like he's almost made of glass I mean against wide decks he's going to be powerful against against well, taller decks like bad obviously yes yeah um so Let's talk about his, what was that? So sideboard. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they're an all-range deck, getting free force fields might matter, I guess. I don't even care about that. I just care that he gets Oh, just for those specific matchups? For the wide wide ones, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about his stratagem, pop-up attack. Uh, It is when one of your helicopters attacks and you have Autobot Whirl aerial assault on the battlefield, plan one. So obviously this synergizes with the uh, the fact that you could, oh, well, I'll, I have spare marksmanships and I need to get the damage now. You plan the one to do this stuff. Um, the other helicopters that are available, I don't really think care about planning, let alone really pair well with him because it's Spinister, it's Alpha Bravo, it's... Uh, I think there's one on. But they have, to, they have to be in the helicopter mode. Yeah, so it's not even. But where I'm going with it is, none of them care what that top card is. I mean, they'll care, but it's not that big of a deal. I don't think. I mean, Alpha Bravo cares in the bot mode because you get to. I mean, you like, could put another sure. Pierce effect, or is it like a black pip on top? <laughs> or you just put the orange on top to make sure you get the full. Yeah, the, the full, oh yeah yeah good. he's two three not three two that yeah but he 
doesn't matter if this is in the mode we're talking about. So exactly, he care at all in that, in that mode. So yeah, I mean, I'm, whatever. I'm not putting him to 13 stars. Team is terrible. So I'm not. Yes, there's also trained. that. <laughs> so yeah, not a fan. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if I assume if we get some additional helicopters, they're going to care and. Then there's a helicopter tribe deck, but right now I I agree with you. I think it's it's him alone as, as him without the stratagem right now. I think it's neat that all the helicopters are black cannon. That's yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, I do appreciate that Whirl is is uh, getting his record tag and that he's he's showing up in general, uh, but. That'll do it for the characters with stratagem. So let's move into the new heads that we received. Um, the first one up is Briscoe, who is two stars for plus three health, and it's a three three zero melee in bot mode. We already have, or no, it, it's later on, I think, in this that we got the cheaper health to star head mode character are you willing to spend two stars for three health scott no this is like the worst head i've seen if it we didn't get the other one would you have liked this guy more or is it is it strictly because we got the other guy no because then the other the other other guy is five for three five hit points for three yeah so like I, I mean i guess I guess that ratio would be fine. Mm-hmm. Three for two would be pretty much equal to five for three. Like, no, the one star head is just so superior. Yeah. Uh, it, it unfortunately, it's it didn't work out for Briscoe. I do like the artwork, no. though. <laughs> Fair. The artwork's pretty cool. Uh, we'll move on from there. We're going to talk about Chasm next, which is a four-star head that provides two attack, and he's four four zero melee in bot mode uh four stars is a lot yeah i mean i have to really study where it really puts characters comparatively but like it's the other characters later that i think are just better i mean i don't think this i don't think this fares i don't think this compares favorably to the other aggressive heads that um, you should be able to get better than plus to attack. Whether that's yeah, um, the Dinobot one, or whether it's um, even if you look at uh, MSM, like you should like with even with Focus two, mm-hmm. uh, you should be like Focus two. You should be guaranteed to get attack that like plus. Like you should be trying to get plus to attack over the flips and anyway. right. so. Um, I don't think it fares compares favorably. Is he what? He's four four though. In... Yeah, he's four four in the uh, when he becomes a bot. Yeah, I don't. I get it again. Like it's static attack versus flips, and that has some some use. We'll see. It's it, we've been seeing so much on both ends of that spectrum where things are favoring static attack or static stats in general, or they're favoring bolt tough, or they're hindering one or the other that. I can kind of envision a world where you'd want to do this, but yeah, I think there are more effective options for basically any of the other aggressive heads than this guy right now. 
The problem with a lot of the Titan Masters, if you give them static attack, their hit points wind up seeming less than their, especially when you're adding like. So like, yes, could you get certain, you know, Titan Masters at this point like to very high attack levels to, and in a base? Yes, it'll look that way on paper for their cost, but then what winds up happening is the rest of their they just become glass cannon. The rest of their stat just seems so small comparatively that like, it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right or look right in the end. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I follow what you mean. It's I guess maybe is it Skull Cruncher or Skull Smasher rather? I'm I'm trying to pull him up off stream. So he's the the Decepticon crocodile or alligator i'm not exactly sure which one he is to be honest um but either way he's the one that cares about being bigger and you could give yeah. him a you know make him at base eight but then he's a he would be an eight fourteen one in alt mode for 15 stars a lot of stars like yeah that you you there are other characters you could play to get eight attack for 15 stars. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh, they won't give you two characters, but they're effectively two characters. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super enthused about Chasm. His head should have had more attack than any other character. Actually, not true. So, I'm very curious. Like, what... It's very interesting to see how they're valuing the stars to stats ratio. And when we get mm -hmm. all of the heads, we'll have a much better sense. But as we're getting this piecemeal, it, it it makes it, it's very curious as we see each one. It's like, wow, you're getting that for that stars? And then the other one is, wow, you're only getting that for that stars? It's, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll move on from Chasm to a much more interesting uh Titan Master. I, I was stopped myself from saying Headmaster. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> so it's a four-star bold three, and that is Clobber. He's a Titan Master, he's a Dinobot, and he's melee in bot mode 240, and he has bold three. I think you were mentioning that this guy was one of the better aggressive heads that you could run instead of Chasm. I mean, to me... This guy just outpaces Flame out tremendously. Um, so, like to me, I would try to find the stars to play this over the three stars to play Flame out. Because, mm. like to me, it's like if you're an aggressive deck, you're either playing the bull one head or you're playing this. There's no in between. I mean, maybe you could play some of the hit points. Oh wait, is Flame out the one star bold one, or is no? He's the three star bold. Too. Okay, when you first start, when you first said his name, I was thinking he was the one star guy. So. Continue. No, that's uh, Parsec. Nautic, yeah. Parsec. Yeah, I had just so, like, mentally flipped him. Yeah, so like this guy is... I mean, adding Bolt 3 to a character to start with is tremendous. Um, I've, I've heard good things about Wave 1 Wheeljack. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard some things. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's unfortunate that the Fangry ability doesn't come into play very often because you want to be less stars. But... Um, well, it's going to depend on, so to that point, it would depend on what the sideboarding rules are for heads. Uh, Drew already said it. In he did. One, it's, you can't sub sideboard. You sideboard one head for another. 
for like a kid and but they had is your character yes yeah the the reason i say that is you could hypothetically do the fangry thing he would be 11 stars i think uh Mm -hmm. and then against you know arbitrary three wide with a big guy and then he's bold a lot (laughs) yeah if you really wanted to do that but that makes it makes things very weird from a team composition standpoint yeah but i mean any to me any of the aggressive type masters are going to want to look to this as an option um i just like like i think nautica really likes this. i have to sit down with them but this to me is like this is the premium aggressive option so like there's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind this will see and what's interesting is a lot of people you know naturally said oh well what does it matter that you get this random tiny guy after your titan master croaks well he may only have base to attack but he has four health so he's not just outright dying to a burn card on its own uh and he also packs quite a punch as the little guy so you could very much go okay clobber's my last guy grenade launcher reckless charge i'm bolt three get in there yeah yeah it's a lot of damage yeah you you can really put on some hurt the only thing to keep in mind is that and i ran the math it's not hard but like if you're running six doubles in your that means in between one sixth and one seventh of your deck is is doubles Mm -hmm. so if you have bold three and you're flipping five cards you're almost at a point where you're almost guaranteeing yourself a double so like you're basically doing one more than what it is that that's the way you can like look at it so like he's basically going to be doing a base uh assuming it's all oranges and one's a double we're going to be doing a, a base eight before you throw in any upgrades or uh action yeah and that's pretty that's pretty powerful yeah, it, not to beat the dead horse, but to call back to Airstrike Patrol again, we've seen these tiny characters get very large, and it, there's no reason to believe that Clobber couldn't do it. And Chat's pointing out the the obvious one there with uh, him being a Dinobot too. So maybe Dinobot, maybe Dino Chomp makes a reappearance. I'll take that as a no. Did I lose him? Scott. Scott. He can probably still hear me, which is the funny part. I'm waiting to see if he drops out of Discord or not. Sorry, I lost it everything. That's all right. Uh, so did you catch the uh, the stuff from chat about Dino Chomp on this guy? Do you think Dino Chomp is going to make a resurgence? Uh, if you use the stratagem. Well, we're about to get there just <laughs> very soon, so I guess we'll circle back to that one uh, when we get to that point. But any other thoughts on Clobber himself? No, I mean, I wouldn't use Dino Chomp if he's your only Dino Pot. Well, <laughs> yes, that would be a concern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I meant more like Clobber, I mean, was there any, obviously... Lots of aggro options. Any other thoughts for him? It's just going to come down to whether or not adding four stars is too much for a um, aggressive deck. Because 
realistically, if we can't put it on Fangry, the cheapest guy we can put it on is horrible, and like you're at ten. So yeah. like, or we can put it on the other. Like I think him, I think Nautica and the other one both start at seven. So like, that's where I'd be yes. looking because I think they're both aggressive cards. Mm. So like, I mean, and then Cup is seven too. So like, I think that's the area that you want to be looking at to get them to like eleven. And then if you can if if you think it's viable with horrible, you could put it there. Um, and I think those are all fine options. Yeah, you. Um, I would expect we're going to see clobber, uh, if for nothing else than the lulls, because <laughs> tiny Dinobot. <laughs> Does this character exist in lore? I don't even know what the hell. I don't Dinobot remember. Is. So a lot of characters. Um, were made into headmasters for the purpose of the toy line that weren't, mm-hmm. you know, like it, I don't remember Dinobot or be, Dinobot, any Dinobots, let alone Grimlock being a headmaster in the toy line. Uh, Chad is saying clobber lost a lot of weight. So I'm guessing he showed up somewhere else that I'm not aware of. Okay. They're saying uh, he was, he, he got mentioned in a comic at some point, <laughs> which I guess that, Covers a lot of characters. They get their 15 minutes of fame that way. Mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> he probably was in the background or something. There are... It, they did do that a lot in IDW. I don't know about the, the Marvel comics as much, but uh, they do have a lot of group shots where it's like quite... If you're looking, you can do a Where's Waldo and find characters there, but otherwise it's just like, okay, it's a sea of characters. Um, Clobber is a retool of Crash Bash and transforms from robot into a head compatible oh he was just he was one of those just ahead things that makes sense uh i had crash bash or have crash bash just not on hand at the moment uh but i did not pick up clobber <laughs> hasbro said at botcon 2006 that clobber is grimlock himself leaving the reasons for his name unclear but some kind of attempt to avoid conclusion with the contempt contemporaneous robots and disguise character seems like a likely explanation weird Interesting. Sure. Exactly. Transformers, everyone. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll move on to our last Titan Master, and that who we alluded to earlier, and that is not Serpentor, Kreb. Um, <laughs> he is one star, plus two health, two, two, zero, and he's melee. And as I was saying, the first thing that came to mind is this guy reminds me of Serpentor. He does look like Serpentor. Um, other than that, I mean, you were talking about him earlier, so I'll hand it to you, Scott, but yeah, the, the efficiency of this guy compared to the alternatives, I think is his greatest asset. Yeah. The small, the small Titan master characters that have small star costs that you want to run as a control deck over variant. Um, when you put two health on them, they, they actually have a tremendous health pool Mm because a lot of them are double digits to start with. So like this guy should be the default if you want to make the Titan Master the low star cost character um, in a control deck, this, as it stands right now, without us seeing a tough one head, will probably be the default head as it stands right this second, and will probably compare favorably to the tough one head even when it comes out. So, like, I think this guy will see a lot of play, similar to Parsec. I just think Parsec will be the default aggro one, but as it stands right this second, this will be the default. Um, uh, Control one. control one, but I do expect us to find to get a tough one one. Mm-hmm. So, oh, one other 
factoid, sorry, jumping back to Clobber. Apparently she it's a she in Cyberverse, which is interesting. That's another appearance. I haven't followed Cyberverse that much, so that's kind of cool. Um, sure. But anyway, back to Serpentor. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. It's the efficiency here of getting the extra health. I'm still dying for ways to use Skull Smasher, so... To your point, a 6-16-1 or 5-16-2 at 12 stars where he cares who's bigger, who's smaller, uh, seems pretty reasonable. Um, And there's multiple Titan Masters that care about damaging across the board, like Horrible, Quake. mm -hmm. Um, Although Quake, if he doesn't damage... Well, Quake has just a little hit points to start with, so he's really good there. And then Cup with his Wrecker ability, like... yeah would always want more hit points. I do think that, like, I do think you could try to find a way to get the plus five for three is ultimately going to be, like, because when the head pops off, it's a, it's a much better head, much better character in the end. But, like, this is totally fine. Um, yeah. I think it'll see play. I mean, to your point uh, that you've brought up on many occasions about the Titan Masters, just getting that extra phase, extra turn as a result of the head popping off, you'll find a way to concoct scenarios where the body still matters. Um, mm-hmm. it, I'm thinking specifically in control decks, obviously in aggro decks, like we were just talking about with Clobber. Clobber will just go off sometimes. Right. Uh, right. Kreb, you're going to have to put in a little more effort for, uh, but you, you know, bigger they are, still works, and then it's four Pierce four. All right, that might close the game out sort of thing. Laser cut was three pairs three. Close the game out too, right? You know, yeah. Seems certainly. seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will do it for the new Titan Masters that were revealed. Now let's move to the stratagems, which are here. So we got two of them. Uh, one is another wave two super rare stratagem, <laughs> and that is Master Converter. For Blitzwing, Relentless Foe. Uh, While your Blitzwing, Relentless Foe is in either alt mode, he has the tank and plane traits. Now, I do have some positive things to say about this, even though ultimately I don't think we're ever going to see this card competitively, barring, of course, new cards that somehow make this really good, which I am struggling to imagine. But I think it's cool that there are more cards that are adding traits. Uh, I'm sure at some point down the line we'll see cards that subtract traits. Um, and I, I think that's a unique space for them to go. Uh, I think this is a pretty cool, more casually focused card because you can do some cute things with hunker downs or, you know, bombing run out of tank mode, I guess, or, you know, like weird stuff that opens up more cutesy avenues of play. But I think that's what the card boils down to, is it's cute, not competitive. Is that where your head's at, Scott? Um, it's because Blitzwing's stats, though, suck. I mean, like, that's the problem. Like, not yes. the card itself is not, is not a problem. <laughs> you would be um, correct. <laughs> <laughs> like, the problem is, like, I think being able to use both icons for these icon wanting cards is powerful. Um, yeah, the obvious being like, two pronged attack, <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you do um, get to do some cute stuff. I just don't know if it's enough. Um, 
like you can only hunker down at a bot mode. Like you can't forget that. So like you can't mm-hmm. hunker down from the plane mode to the the tank mode. Yes. Um. You just have the option to become the plane, which I guess is fine. Um. The problem is the modes are so weird. Like, actually, I wait. Mean, now that I think about it, do we, would you be able to? Because you only have that trait when you're in the alt mode. So if you're in bot mode and you hunker down, you don't yeah, technically. It says you turn from you turn from plane into uh, tank mode. Yeah, but it's not technically a, a tank until mode. you're there. Does that make sense? Like you, you, you know can, what I'm trying to you, say? You can. You, it's static. It's static. You you get okay. it all the time. I mean. It's one of those, okay, sure, that works. Who cares? <laughs> like, like, the problem is, like, like you can composite armor the plane, but you have stealth, so, like, that doesn't matter. Um, so, like, you can... The, the key to me is, like, you can hold down and get the, get the orange to go off when you're in the plane mode and, and vice versa for the... Like, you can get the mm-hmm. bold four plane card when you're in the tank mode which you want to be more defensive it's just his stats are so abysmal that like none of this stuff matters that's the problem yes uh <laughs> so, i mean you i'm trying to think of it. so you do get more options with multi-pip cards now just by virtue of there being more cards um and maybe you can orient the deck so that you you hit that 50-50 split so that you're in bot mode, flip to one of the other modes, and then somehow take advantage of it, the follow-up. I don't know. It feels like a lot of effort for, for like you said, you're you're not doing enough because his stats are kind of bad. They're real bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Was he like 3-13-2 in tank mode? I know he has yeah. three attack. He can untap with nitro boosters. That's true. If you attack in tank mode, because if you're in the other modes, he wasn't triggering. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I I really was hoping... Every time time I play with him, he literally does nothing. Like, he just sits there and does nothing. That's his problem. It's just... I got nothing. Let's move on from there. Um, let's talk about me, Grimlock, you, Grimlock, instead. Uh, so it's Clobber's stratagem. Uh, while Clobber is in head mode, the character he's on has the Dinobot trait. Interesting. So we were discussing earlier about Dino Chomp, and uh, like you were saying, Scott, this is where the Dino Chomp in a, I guess, not traditionally Dinobot deck if you went that route gets significantly more value yeah so i think the most i think the best thing about this card is either and it's difficult to do this but you either play with grimlock to give the titan master bolt three when he flows back to alt mode mm-hmm. or you play it with sludge to completely heal or just continuously heal the titan master um i mean i think f- you have oh go ahead yeah. I think you have to play one of those two with the Titan Master to make this worth it. So, to the Grimlock idea, again, you could do Fangry or one. Assuming we get a, uh, if it matters, a a six cost Autobot body, but you could do Fangry Clobber Grimlock. You would probably do horrible, but yeah. Well, yes, but it's uh, yeah. 
I mean, maybe. I could see either one, but yeah, low-cost dude plus clobber, and then, because it it's now, you're making clobber a five-star head, sort of, which is, yeah. is a prohibitive level. Um, to the sludge side of things, it's, it's still just a matter of five stars feels like a lot, even though these effects are certainly very powerful. I don't think just playing it to play Dino Chomp and Electrified Spikes is enough. So I think you and Jaws of Steel is enough. Who's talking so. about Electrified Spikes? <laughs> so I mean, it is a Dino. Okay, I got you. Um, Jaws of Steel and Dino Chomp are not enough. So yeah, like that, that that's point, a better one. <laughs> So I mean, so at that point, I think I think you have to have an onboard ability. I think, I yeah, I'm not disagree. Even with just that. flipping sludge to bot mode and getting to heal one every single time you attack is good enough. But I think that's really where you need to be. I think you need to basically. I don't know if it, of, yeah. Like I really think the Grimlock. I mean, the you, reason I say that is so. In order for you to even be three wide slash four wide. Because it's going to cost five mm-hmm. stars, like you have to be using, you know, like Grimlock, Fangry, and this guy, or excuse me, horrible Fangry, and it's horrible uh, this guy, I'm, and, yeah, and, and Grimlock. I'm, I'm mixing it up because we're going so long. Yeah, the point is, is that it's eleven stars, ten stars for Grimlock, and then four. Yeah, so you play Sludge, Swoop, and that guy, and you're fine. I don't know that you are. The reason I say that is whatever, like, Horrible has nine health, plus you're going to be pinging him. I don't know if the full heal or even the heal one is going to matter. Like, I think he just dies in one hit, regardless. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's fair. That, that, Um, that, That is fair. And maybe that's not true because, you know, control decks exist. They sometimes aren't, you know, they're going to have to, if they want to get him, they're going to have to sink a lot of resources into it um, because their little guys might not push enough damage depending on who it is. But that's why I think you'd have to be whatever combo of body and head, well, body and clobber specifically, Grimlock, other guy. Uh, and you get very limited very quickly on what you could do there. But the problem there is that you're so flip intensive, like it's ridiculous. So then you're pretty much have to be fangry and you have to be attacking guys that are more than 11, which is not impossible. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm. you, you can certainly do it on like on later turns or immediately, but like to gain true advantage out of Fangry, but I mean, his stats aren't terrible if he doesn't have the bowl, but they're not. Well, that's the thing. He's going to be a a four bolt three without the extra, like ignoring his ability for, it'll be 10 stars, which is, I mean, that's Grimlock who flipped on himself, like targeting himself. It's it's 11 stars though. That's the problem. Is Fangry, I literally just talked about him. So oh yeah, eleven because of the you're right because of the um the stratagem the itself. Problem. You're right. That's yeah. the problem. So I don't. So ultimately, I think this is too cute. I think it it just as it stands right now. I mean, it's cool. Like what, what I think the way I would envision it is, 
if you can get the Titan Master to do a solid, like, I don't know how this is possible, but, like, it's very difficult to set up a situation where Grimlock, like, really cleans up. Yeah. And, and, and KOs two, like, KOs multiple guys, because you would think it would be able to because of all this hitting you're putting on there. You're like, okay, I flip Grimlock back to alt mode, give him another bold three. He already has bold three to begin with, and I swing for four, so I'm like, four bold six, you know, take 12, and then Grimlock comes in and, and mops up. But, like, that just seems... Like, there aren't enough turns in the game to do that. Well, by the same token, since you're going to get the extra bodies, obviously, clobber, it's certainly, even if you aren't, I mean, you need Grimlock to probably KO too, so that you don't have as many things to hit, but it mm-hmm. it does lean into, you're softening things up so that clobber is probably going to get there, even if you're you don't have the gas to to do launcher reckless charge get him for a million uh because between the innate bold and stuff like he should punch hard enough that if your your earlier attacks would have damaged them enough that's how i envision the deck i just don't know if it's gonna actually play out that way yeah um it's definitely interesting i i again i can i love these cards that are adding traits to things and and uh changing the way these cards operate it's it's definitely very interesting if we had a five-star body it'd be a different story but we don't and i don't think we will and so that's where i think mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult i don't think anybody's actually asked that question of of wizards of what range the bodies are in did they i'm pretty sure we only have one more body left to go so i'm not yeah i'm honestly not sure but yeah, it, yeah. it's unlikely based on what we've seen but We've been surprised. And, and, before. and don't get me wrong, like like I said earlier, like I really like Clobber a lot. And this does not hurt his ability to like see tremendous play at all. Oh yeah. And then Oh, I guess oh well, I'm sorry, we probably have like three bodies left to go because we probably have Optimus Megatron and like top spin, so I don't know. And then there's no way that those guys are gonna be cheap, so Well, at least two of the three, yeah. Right. I mean top spin could be wherever, I guess. Um yeah, we need a five-star body to make this guy good. A mm. little disappointing on that front, but there's there's definitely room for it to exist. So, yep. Um, that'll actually do it for another marathon session of cards. I'm sure we'll be back next week with another half a million. Um, so I think we're almost done. Yeah, we're. It's funny because like the sets coming out on the 17th, I really thought things were going to be more elongated. And, you know, run up closer to official release? No, Drew said in an interview they were going to basically take this month. Like, I know there's more previews to come out next week because we have some of them. Um, Spoiler alert. Quite literally. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't talk about Wind Charger because you can read Vector Sigma info for everything yep. on him. Um, so, so, that being said... I know there's at least one more week, if not two more weeks of, of full reveals. And he was going to say, he said, there's going to be uh, like three to four weeks of basically like digesting the set before it came out. So it's not like the immediate, like it's more of a digest period than it is, uh, than other sets have been. Yeah. Yeah. Chat saying that apparently mid March, potentially specifically March 18th was the date that we're going to have the whole set by. 
Yeah, and then in the Monday between, they're going to answer a lot of the like complicated rules questions, and basically, oh really, boy, there's going to be a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, so like you know, they're going to sp- take time to do that. Basically, gotcha. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, it it definitely makes these marathon sessions a, li- a little more difficult and arduous, but that's okay. Um, I'm excited to see the whole set and have that. So we we haven't really had that, and I don't want to dive into it too much now because we're already running long, but uh, that that digestion period that you were describing where we can really think about the cards with the whole set before we're literally sleeving them up. Yeah, I mean, it gives more time for proxies, and, you know, I think it just... There isn't something that we have to hit the ground running with anyway, and it seems like, again, due to the, uh, like, just the amount of events and when they occur, like the early, the earlier events for this set will have a larger, like a more tested feel to them than, than other sets have. Absolutely. I mean, I kind of wish that it was inverted that I would have been okay with, since we don't have set releases, Hey, there's an event 30 days later. Um, that it would have been closer to release with the the reveals this time and then give us more time with if like spoiler season ends sooner we know the whole set in if, advance of a big event just for more time to di- to digest it but uh i understand we've talked about before why they do those sort of things yeah so mm-hmm. uh well i think that will cover it unless you had any other thoughts on well any of the reveals this set or the first set no, this is a, this was a powerful week. Yeah, it's uh this this set is shaping up pretty nicely. I I really like where a lot of these cards are going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that'll do it for us, everyone. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more tech talk. <laughs>